Welcome in Braves Today podcast. I am Ben Taylor. That is Lindsey Crosby and the Braves. Another series win. Lindsey, the bats wasn't what I wanted to see, but what I did want to see is Ronald Acuna continue to improve his MVP status, which he has. At this point, I'm I'm convinced Ronald Acuna Jr. could do just about anything on a baseball field. I mean, mm-hmm. if, if if you told me Ronald Acuna went four for five, and not only did he hit for the cycle in those four hits, but each one was caught by a, a, a different former player in the stands, I would believe you. Yeah. It's just he, like, that's how good he's been this season. He has because he didn't have a stellar day as far as the final game of the series. He was 0 for 5 uh, from the plate. But the fact that it, you walk through what took place in the extras when he had to put out at third and, you know, everybody's telling him he's tagging, he's tagging. And even Ronald's postgame comments where I think, I don't think they were, some people probably took him as cocky. I think he just was being honest. He, he knew the guy was going and he said, all I can do is put a good throw on it. And I make that throw thousands of times during the week as far as practice is concerned and that kind of thing. So he said, I just put a good throw on it. I knew the ball. He knew the ball was going to beat him there. It just needed to be somewhere where Riley could get a glove on it and, mm-hmm. and, and place the tag. And you've seen teams all year not run. So I'm a little shocked because they even talked about the runner that they had on. He's not the fastest guy on the team, but he's definitely not the slowest. They were talking about how he's okay and – he still was out. I mean, I can't believe they challenged. He was out by a mile. I mean, so it's outfielder Austin Hayes running from second. Ronald catches it in, I'd say, right center, but pretty deep. Couple steps off the warning track, maybe five, six steps off the warning track. Throw beats him there. Little offline. Raleigh makes the great play. I understand challenging because you're just grasping for straws and you have the challenge and you might as well use it. Mm. But like you said, I mean, he was out. And we all knew he was out. The ball beat him there. It was close enough, like you said. And it's something where, like, we still haven't learned, don't run on Ronald Acuna Jr. I understand right. it's it's extra innings. It's a free runner. <clears throat> feel the obligation to get him over. But it, that ball being hit to right center versus right field or in the right field corner was the difference there because it's a straight shot for Ronald from where he caught it, ball's there in time. And ultimately, if you think about it, that's kind of the play that ends up saving the game It is for Atlanta because, I mean, it's just it erases a runner at third. Now, strikeout, innings over, you turn around, you score, and you win the game. Harris said that. He said as soon as it was done. I mean, it, the, he said the momentum changed. Just the, the feel uh, amongst the team changed immediately when that took place. So that's another reason where I'm not sure why they ran. I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, all right, if he throws him out, this is going to be a huge momentum boost for Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Now I get that their thought process is if he doesn't throw him out, it's a huge momentum boost for the Orioles, but the Braves still get to bat. Now the bats weren't working that great as far as today is concerned. <laughs> so maybe they were taking that into account as well. Too many offers as when you look at the box score that going down the line and the offer fight. Riley still having a little tough go of it. Uh, he he did not hit the ball that hard as far as the final game of the series. Uh, another guy you don't run on, and he got a he got a blow as far as the final game of the series. Came in late to pinch hit and stayed in the game. Uh, is Murphy, who's still behind the plate, is a guy that you just don't want to run on. 
Going into this season, the consensus number one catcher in baseball was JT Real Muto. Wasn't really a conversation. It wasn't a debate. It was, he's number one. And I think Sean Murphy's the first person to legitimately challenge that because Mm -hmm. he not only is one of the best OPSs in all of baseball, he's playing almost every day. And even a day where he's off, he's able to come in, pinch hit. He doesn't, he doesn't get on base when he pinch hits, but enters the game, makes an impact on the game like that defensively. At this point, if you are able to steal a base on Sean Murphy, it's because you're stealing off the pitcher. You're not stealing off of Sean Murphy. It's something in his timing, the pitch selection, how long it takes him to get to the plate because Murphy's going to beat you there with the ball and it's going to be close enough for Ozzy to make the tag. Yeah, it's it's, it's one of those things where uh, there was one incident to, uh, that on the final game of the series where uh, they he didn't even throw down. It was because it was completely stolen off the pitcher. Uh, and, and so that's when you know right there, it's like if he doesn't have the confidence in his arm to be able to get it down there, then you know that the guy had the base stolen. And and it's just it's, – it's, it's baffled me. I know we keep preaching about him, but it baffles me that – and maybe the situation wasn't great out in Oakland. I know we've said that before but how he was kind of overlooked by a lot of people. But it seems to be that he has found a niche with the Braves because he's leading just about every catcher in every statistical category. Yeah, Sean Sean Murphy was undervalued by the rest of baseball because his traditional stats weren't great because of the ballpark he was in, Mm. one of the biggest pitcher ballparks in all baseball, because of the surrounding cast around him, the skill level of that athletics team was closer to a quad a team than it was an MLB team, but by all objective measures, whether it's stat cast on arm strength, on framing, on uh, actual production, hard hit rate, all of that stuff. He's one of the best catchers in all of baseball. And we've been lucky that he's been able to shoulder the load that he has while Travis Arno has been out. Travis Arno's had two days now of a rehab appearance in Gwinnett. You'd have to think Travis Darno, if not available for the Boston series starting on Tuesday, would be definitely available by the end of the week for the series in Toronto. And so you have more ability to maximize, to rest Murphy defensively while still keeping his bat in the lineup. But he's been the difference, I think, in Atlanta's record during this stretch simply because he's answered the call every single day and he's produced in just about every single game he's been in. You mentioned Darno. Uh, he's got that rehab stint. We don't know if we'll see him uh, against Boston or if we'll see him uh, whenever we make the trip to the Great White North uh, and, and Toronto. However, injury updates. Uh, Harris Jr., let me just throw this out there. I was glad to see what he said afterwards. He is wearing a big brace. Apparently, he says that has not slowed him down. It's honestly more mentally, he said, for, for him mentally than anything else. He doesn't know how it's going to work when he slides. It didn't seem to bother him today. Uh, as far as uh, what he was able to put on the field. But there's some other injuries that do concern me, one of which is uh, where are we on right possibly coming back? And I ask that because now there's rumor that Freed is dealing with issues day to day. Yeah, so Kyle Wright <laughs> leaves the game last week. Uh, MRI revealed a, a shoulder strain. He's on the IL 15 days with shoulder inflammation officially. He's going to miss at least two starts, probably three it's a scenario where, uh, as of now, the Braves haven't indicated it's going to be more than the 15 days. Now, right. 
I feel I feel pretty comfortable in saying this is the same shoulder that's been giving him issues all winter. Same shoulder he had the cortisone injection in in January. It's probably going to take longer, but uh, as of right now, his spot comes up on Wednesday. You're going to see either Jared Schuster or Dylan Dodd. Uh, they haven't given us anything to indicate it's going to be longer term. Usually the Braves are pretty good about if a shoulder inflammation becomes some sort of strain or actual issue, they they acknowledge it and they set expectations properly. So mm-hmm. I still think it's going to be two, maybe three games, but Wright should be able to come back in, in short order. And so you're looking at spot starts from a Dylan Dodd, from a Jaron Schuster versus uh, having four or five turns in the rotation on a regular basis. And mentioned he's not injured, but you keep talking about people going back and forth and going up and down as far as, uh, you know, Gwinnett is concerned. Grissom sat down. Um, mm-hmm. He didn't do himself any favors. I mean, number one, I see it coming back. He was playing really good baseball when he got hurt. So uh, there's no surprise there. However, uh, I saw a stat, and I wanted to say I want to say in the games that Grissom has played and started in, he had something like eight or nine errors, and I think that that's just too. I don't I don't know if this is an issue, which is going to be tough because Ozzy signed through twenty is it twenty twenty eight or twenty twenty thirty um, thirty I think Grissom Grissom seemed more comfortable at second base last year filling in for Ozzy than what he seems at shortstop now. Yeah, and and the thing with the thing with Grissom is. I don't think it, the errors would be as big of a deal if not for the fact that Atlanta's had such good shortstop play for so long. Between Angelton Simmons and then Dansby Swanson, Atlanta fans have gotten spoiled with how good the shortstop play has been. I wrote a piece up uh, talking about this when the transaction happened on Braves today. And outs above average is the StatCast stat from MLB.com that that talks about defense and kind of grade that out. Uh, Negative four ounce above average for Von Grissom. He's the third worst shortstop in baseball. But the issue with that is outs above average is a volume stat. The more you play, the more outs above average you can accumulate negative or positive. So already being uh, third worst, despite having less than 20 games as a starting shortstop, tells you Von Grissom was just not ready to be the starter. And uh, uh, Ron Washington spoke about it after the series, discussed the fact that he wasn't ready. He's going to go to AAA. He's going to play every day as the shortstop every day in AAA. But honestly, Von, uh, for the first time, they admitted they don't know if Vaughn is going to make it as a shortstop or not. Hmm. And well, and you got Shoemake who he he botched a, a ball or two when he was in there. But you know, when you're making your major league debut, I'm not going to fault anybody for that because you're uh, you're I mean, wide eyed, bushy tailed. Uh, you're expected to. That's one of those things where you know you you hear in the in, in the movie Moneyball, uh, the character that Chris Pratt plays. They they're in the kitchen and David Justice asks him, says, "What are you most scared of?" He said, "I'm absolutely frightened to death that the ball is going to be hit to me." <laughs> so it's it's one of those where when you make your late major league debut, you got to think the shoemaker was probably thinking, "Do not hit it to short, at least for the first few innings. Just let me get let me get everything in, take it all in, get a few at bats under my under my belt, and then you can start hitting balls at me." And yeah. uh, and so I, I didn't fault him for that, but yeah, it's good to see Arcia back in the lineup now. Next up for the Braves, uh, they get to stay home, get a random rest day. 
which is good because uh, I think that's something that's needed. And they don't have to travel on a rest day, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And so they'll uh, they'll play host to uh, Boston and the Red Sox. And the thing that is interesting about this is Boston's not having the greatest of years right now. However, they always seem to play the Braves tough. They do. And the thing that I want to caution folks about is Boston had a very bad start to the year. Yes. But since that happened, they've been surprisingly good. So the offense for the longest time was Adam Duvall and nobody else to open the season. But recently, they've been pretty hot. They just, uh, I think they just took two out of three from the Phillies. They have done well. They are no longer last place in the American League East, and they're a bigger threat than we're realizing. I do think that the defense is gettable for the Red Sox. You can mm-hmm. go out, you can put balls in play and make them, uh, you know, get them to make mistakes. I do think the starting pitching is gettable, but the bullpen has been solid. They have former Brave Kenley Jansen as their closer. He's not blown a save this year, if I have that right. And so, random two-game set, but Braves fans don't look past the Red Sox because, like you said, they play the Braves really well, and they're pretty hot right now. They were 5-8 and eight to start the year mm-hmm. on their first 13. However, they are now 8-3 and three over their last 11, dating back to their Cleveland series. So uh, they did take the final the final game of the of the series of the Phillies. They did lose, but other than that, they pretty much beat the Phillies handily. Uh, wins over Toronto, wins over Cleveland over the last few series. So yes, right now, take away that Philadelphia loss on the final game in their series, and they are actually a very hot ball team right now. Yeah, and it, it's it's something where the rotation is a lot of savvy veterans, right? So you're not going to face ridiculous velocity from a Chris Sale, from a Corey Kluber, from a Nick Pavetta, but it's veterans, kind of like when you watch Charlie Morton go out there, that just, they know their stuff, they're yep. really good at getting at getting you to put a bad swing on a ball, and then the whole goal is just to keep the Red Sox in it to get it to the bullpen, because the bullpen's been pretty good. Kenley Jansen's got 11 games this, this year, 0.84 ERA. The two setup men, both their ERAs are under two. Like they're they're doing the job that they need to do. So Braves fans need to not look past the Red Sox, and you're going to need a good game from the top of the lineup to get the Braves an early lead against the Red Sox if you want to take both games of this series. You mentioned Pavetta. He and Morton will square off on the first game of the series. That's a Tuesday night game. That's a TBS game of all places. Yeah. Uh, so you'll get to hear. Uh, actually, I don't think is Smoltz still on. No, he's not. But Costas, I think, will be on there as yep. far as having the call. And then, uh, and then he'll be back on Bali for Wednesday. But Atlanta has yet to announce a starter for Wednesday. Yeah, this is some of the controversy. Brian Snitker would not commit to Max Freed starting on <clears throat> Wednesday or on Friday. They won't admit that Freed has some sort of injury or anything. The most that they'll say is we're working through things, but kind of cryptic. Obviously, with Kyle Wright being out, we're a little bit on edge about some of these things. So it's officially a TBD on Wednesday and a TBD on Friday for the first game of the Toronto series. Uh, the the right spot, Kyle Wright's spot, is the Wednesday spot, hmm. and then Max Freed's spot is the Friday spot. There was thoughts that you could start Freed on regular rest on Wednesday, but again, it's a TBD. We don't quite know exactly what's going on, so pay attention to that. We'll have all your updates as we get them on Bravestay.com. I will say one and one on the series. It's just a two-game series with Boston in town. I'll give them one and one and a split, and uh, hopefully that's Morton that gets that uh, gets that win for Atlanta on the home opener, and then uh, and then who knows what we'll see out of the next night. 
without knowing who's starting, again, Dodd, Schuster could be one of those guys. Schuster's the one that doesn't have to wait 15 days to be called up like Dylan Dodd is. I'm going to say one and one as well, simply because I don't know who's starting against uh, rookie Brayden Bello for the Red Sox on Wednesday. But if I knew who it was, I might feel a little better about saying two and zero. Oh. At this yeah. point, I'm going to say one and one. He's Lindsey Crosby. I've been Taylor Braves today. Go to bravestoday.com, braves underscore today on the Twitter. Lindsey, as always, much appreciated, sir. Thanks for having me. Chop on.